Welcome into the Sports Insanity Podcast. Let's go completely insane, peeps! everyone what's going on sports fans good morning afternoon evening whatever time zone you are in i'm bill murphy oh i am lawrence patchman laying back from his one week vacation glad to be back again danny boy reginald welcome back patchman how's it going welcome back oh. to the patchman oh the patchman is back i'm doing good you know it was a nice week off at camp on what I'd love doing, helping kids, you know, try to help cope with their chronic health condition that they have. And this year was even more interesting because we had three other camps involved this year due to, you know, COVID and all these restrictions. COVID um, kind of changed camp a little bit this year. Instead of, you know, all the camps having their own week of camp, it was, okay, hey, we're going to put all the neurological camps together for five days and then all the other camps together for five days so it was a great five days being away and as you could see patch we didn't burn the house down when you were away no you guys didn't burn the house down you guys had looks like you had a great time with old ops guy halpern i'm glad you guys got him to come in to fill my shoes for the week yeah we had to scramble a little bit but uh we're glad to have a lost guy in uh and uh, I, I'm sure he, he would love to come back anytime soon. Um, so we got, you missed a lot, but that's okay, Pat, because we have a lot to talk about today. Yeah, uh, welcome to game. Welcome to the fourth inning of the fourth game of the Sports Insanity Podcast. On the Sports, Sports Insanity, Insanity Network. Network. And um, You guys are getting that finally, thank goodness. <laughs> and first of all, we all hope you had a wonderful and safe 4th of july god bless america god bless america yeah you don't want to be like the people in ocean city maryland where there was a malfunction with the fireworks and someone got injured so yeah, we hope that person's okay by the way yeah uh, yeah of course and uh, obviously they had to cancel the show which was very de- devastating for people who love fireworks and everything it is it just probably just sucked but uh, did you guys see any fireworks yesterday <laughs> My friend bought nineteen hundred dollars worth of fireworks, and we shot them off Jeez. in his backyard. Oh, it's dope! Yeah, I mean, I, I was in—I was near my uncle's house in Maryland, so um, they're they're flying fireworks everywhere. And obviously, um, thanks to the power of technology and video, uh, I was able to see some fireworks coming from the National Mall and all that stuff in DC. So uh, it, it, it's always a great time here in America. We celebrate. Independence Day and everyone's into it, you know, all the we're red, white, and blue colors, and it's just fantastic. So uh, I'm glad that this Independence Day worked out for a lot of people. And I was just yeah. happy to see, and I was just happy to see the Nathan's hot dog eating contest oh, again. So we'll, oh, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll we get will to get that. to that later. Jeez, I can I saw fireworks. <laughs> I was at a uh, grad party for a family friend, and um, 
these people, they shoot off these fireworks every 4th of July. Not the people at whose house I was at, but like someone who lives like down the road from them. And they were like talking this up, like, this is so great. And we're like, okay, guess we'll stay and find out. Like it was for some, for a show in someone's backyard, it was pretty damn good. Pretty damn good. I'll tell you one quick, um, one quick thing with our fireworks yesterday. My friend got this thing called the gingerbread man, and yeah. like half and halfway through, it's like, um, I'll say cycle of shooting off fireworks. It stops, and then there's two red eyes on the firework, like the the body of the firework where it shoots out of, and the eyes glowed. Hmm. It was really cool. But regardless, we got some sports. To t- we got some stuff to talk. Enough dilly dallying. Um. Love dilly dallying. Um, so we got some stuff to talk to you about today, folks. It's not a lot, but we always say that and it turns into a three-hour thing. We got the NBA Finals preview to talk about. We got the Stanley Cup Finals and how Noah Trombley is screaming from his house right now. Yeah, you know, a 3-0 deficit's hard to come back from. So, but hey, anything's possible in the world of sports. A Subway Series recap in which me and Reg are about to sit here and cry. I mean, um, I mean, I, I mean, I can cry about the Nationals getting swept by the Dodgers, but I'd rather hear pain and misery from Yankee fans. So, could, could cry about what? What are we crying about? We'll get to that. What are we crying about? <laughs> oh, I got some big. And we also well, we... got to talk about Wimbledon. Wh- uh, yeah. Wimbledon. 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 <laughs> okay, I mispronounced it. Sorry to the great people of the UK that I mispronounced Wimbledon. Dang. Um, please don't hurt me. I know I'm Irish, but anyway, um, um, and then we got some Olympic talk and Joey Chestnut. Yeah, can't wait for that. So why are we sitting here talking about doing it when we can just get to it? Am I right, fellas? Absolutely. Let's jump right on into it. Let's jump on it. Let's start with the NBA Finals. Yes. The Phoenix Suns and the Milwaukee Bucks will be kicking off the NBA Finals. And let's just say I didn't expect neither of these teams to make the finals. Well, throughout the season, I, you know, we started setting expectations for the Suns because, like you said, Patch, they miraculously became very good. So, um, yeah, no, I mean, pretty much since, I mean, I, I wanted the Jazz because they were the one seed to make it, but shit happens and now the Suns are in it and you know I like Phoenix I really I love Phoenix I love this team they're all around you know they're just great um don't know no nothing against the Bucks I think they can be great too but you know if Giannis is going to be you know hobbling and all that stuff throughout the finals is going to be very very tough oh yeah team to be uh Winning game, so well, let's see what happens. Uh, I'm really, I'm pumped. This is the matchup that I love. It's they're not super teams, they work hard, and good coaching, and this is, this is just great basketball that we're watching right now from both these teams. It really is. I'm yeah, thrilled. Yeah. yeah, you know Phoenix is. Yeah, you know Phoenix is trying to chase that elusive first NBA title, and the Bucks are trying to win their first one since '71. So it's going to be a good finals, in my opinion. I got it's not a, a fantastic finals. Go I have ahead, a Bill. question for you, gentlemen. Do you think, because we saw this in the um, 
in the conference finals, how the Bucks won without Giannis. Mm-hmm. If Giannis is out for the NBA finals, do you think the Bucks can beat Phoenix? Because I was yeah. reading some stuff and they were saying like, if Giannis is out, like Phoenix is like the slight favorite. Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's an interesting topic that we have to follow, keep following because NBA finals start tomorrow on Tuesday. June, As we are recording yeah, June 6th on, on June 6th tomorrow, July 6th, and July 6th, my bad. You know, Hey, week off. Sorry, hey. my bad. July 6th, as I was saying. And, you know, Giannis is that key piece to that Milwaukee's Bucks team. If he's out, it's hypothetically saying, okay, hey, LeBron's out and the team might be in danger. But then again, this Bucks team proved in game six against the Hawks that they can win without Giannis. Yes. So, yeah, I think because the Bucks have a lot to prove. Can they win without Giannis? But we've already saw that in the... Eastern Conference Finals. We already finals. saw that in the, in the Conference Finals. We already saw that in the Conference Finals. How could we do this on, you know... on the In, 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 the, in the biggest series of the year. Exactly. So, I think if Giannis stays healthy, I think the Bucks have a chance, but... I think if Giannis is out, I think it's only one series. Well, I mean, the, the, the Suns would be incredibly dangerous then because, like I said, got Chris Paul, who has been stellar, even with his little own issues, uh, he was on, on COVID protocol. So he was very rusty coming back into the fold, but he's very lethal. Devin Booker's lethal. Crowder is lethal. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it's just, it's unbelievable. They have a good team. Well, this team, even Aiden, Aiden has been terrific in this playoffs. I don't know you, you repatch. Yeah, you, yeah. The the Suns as a whole is a fantastic team. That you know, if Chris Paul is out as well due to COVID protocols or even an injury, that team can step up without him. Absolutely. Like I said, I think this is going to be a really good series. How many games do you think this thing's going to go into? Well, I think. Giannis is a bigger factor than a lot of people think. So this might be very quick series if he can't find his way back on the floor. Uh, but, you know, obviously time will tell, but let's see what happens. Cause you know, again, like I said, we don't know exactly when it's going to, when they're, when he's going to come back. It's a series that, you know, you know what? Hypothetically, it could be over in four, or it could be over in seven. It's that it, it it's a weird thing to assess right now because of I think Giannis being that player that's either going to be playing during the finals or not playing during the finals. If he's not playing, I see Suns in five. I see Giannis playing. Maybe Bucks in six and seven, or Suns in six and seven. It's that it's that flip of a coin that is hard to decide right now. Like, so, do you, so it's like all eyes on Giannis. Well, yeah, well, because you have to understand, do you take the Suns with all their players playing versus the Bucks with everyone minus Giannis, Giannis. and Kumpo? That's a good no. question. Like, you you know, the Suns are healthy enough to play, then that's, that's big. That's huge. And if anything, the 
Phoenix should take advantage of the opportunity that's given to them because uh, it, it, while it's not necessarily good because you know the the Bucks played very well in his absence at Giannis Antetokounmpo, but uh, you also have to you know see how it is long term and how it could really affect this final series. Yeah, that's a good point though. Do you go everyone without Giannis? Or do you have a full or take a fully healthy Phoenix team? Take a fully healthy Suns team at at this moment. Yeah, for right now, I, I think the Suns and the Suns are early favorites, by the way. 190. Minus 190. That's what Vegas is giving them. That's the um, Vegas odds right now, 190. Minus 190, yes. Like I said, and I hate to keep saying, because I know one player doesn't make a team, but it all really depends. All eyes are going to be on Giannis. All eyes are on that. All eyes are going to be on Giannis. All eyes on that kid in his young, illustrious career. All eyes are also on the Montreal Canadiens. Yes. (laughs) One game away. Big, big, big deficit. Three, nothing. Stanley Cup final. Oh God, I haven't even been watching this series. It sounds this sounds just impossible. What's there to watch? I was away for the first three games, so I'm so the lightning could be striking again in Tampa, huh? Yeah, you know what's upsetting? And I obviously nothing's more upsetting than watching Arrow Noah Trombley cry because his Canadians can't win a game against the lightning. Uh, that's just a that's just devastating to watch. No, I just want to let you know we're thinking about you, buddy. Yeah, yeah, we and, and we're, we're go Canada. By the way, like, I want Canada to win a Stanley Cup. Okay, look, I know, I know, our president has a bet between the Canadian Prime Minister, but like, can Canada win for crying out loud? <laughs> like, my goodness, Wait a minute, Biden and Trudeau made a bet. I yeah, didn't about this. yeah, I forget what the turns were, but yeah, okay, let me look at it. Let me look at this. It, um, it's, it's something crazy, but um, but yeah, no, Canada, please, please. Find your way back into the series so that you can win a Stanley Cup because I think the country deserves it. Um, but you know what's also very upsetting is the fact, and and I I have trouble, like, you know, I have feelings about this. This is just ridiculous. The Lightning family members were denied entry into Canada so they can't celebrate a Stanley Cup, a possible Stanley Cup victory, without you know the the people and stuff. The Lightning can't celebrate without their families, which I think is just the dumbest thing ever. I don't know why this is happening. This is stupid. Uh, I don't want to hear the fucking um, excuses over this, but this is just silly. Everyone should be able to enjoy it. They're going to enjoy it back at home anyway. But everyone should be there when it happens. Why can't they be there when it happens? Yeah. yeah. Unfor- oh. uh, it's, the, it's the COVID protocol, unfortunately, right now. COVID pro- you, you're allowing You're allowing NHL players from that were playing in Florida this entire time to come. Why can't the families come? What's another, what, 100 people? Well, crazy times still we are in. And fun fact, if the Lightning win tonight, it will be the first Stanley Cup sweep 
since 1998 when the Red Wings slept, uh, slept, swept the Capitals in 1998 Stanley Cup final when the Red Wings um, went back to back. So really, yeah, it's been a long time since we've seen a sweep in the Stanley Cup finals. So will that happen tonight? Yeah. Well, so, I guess that I guess that's history. <laughs> yeah. So I was just looking at um. Also, that. also the last time we had a repeating. No, wait, no, that was um Pittsburgh did that in fifteen and sixteen. My bad. Don't listen to me. Yeah. So yeah, Lightning could be repeating again. But anyway, I, I just looked at the um the bet that Biden and um Trudeau made. It doesn't even say what they bet on. It doesn't even say. They just like Trudeau just tweeted. Two of the best teams are in the are in the Stanley Cup Finals. How about a friendly wager, Mr. President? And then Biden goes, and then Trudeau puts hashtag go Habs go, and then he goes, "You're on hashtag go Bolts." They are betting on the possession of Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> Who gets oh. Alaska? And what you want to bet? It's like this. Um. It's like these, um, it's going to be like one of those stupid bets that's going to be over food. Because have you ever noticed that mayors make bets over like food or something? Yeah. yeah. It's an easy bet. Okay. Hey, if my team wins, I buy you dinner. If your team wins, I'll buy you dinner. And yeah. correction to myself, it was 16 and 17 when the Penguins went back to back, not 15, yeah. 16. Because I remember back in the 2009 World Series, this has to do with mayors, this has to do with archbishops. Um, the um, Cardinal Dolan, the Archbishop of New York, but the Archbishop of Philadelphia on the Yankees Philly series, tasty cakes for bagels. I've never had a tasty cake, but <laughs> yeah, they're pretty Have good. You? What was that, Patch? Said they're pretty good. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I remember Cuomo also had a bet with the state of Pennsylvania when the Jets were. Um, in the AFC championship game versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. I believe that was over cheesecake and something else. I forget. Uh, but uh, they had the governors of New York and Pennsylvania had a little thing too. So it was, it was kind of fun. It was, it was, it was fun. So now it, it's gone from city to state to church, to God, two countries. I'm very curious to see what this bet is. I, I don't know. I, I'm just really freaking curious. You I'm, I'm I mean, interested. <laughs> well, like Patchy said, if it's Alaska, we have that in the bag. <laughs> no, we totally have that. They, they ain't going anywhere. Alaska um, ain't but, going nowhere. Yep. Uh, but I, I, I don't know. It's pretty interesting that they didn't announce what the. the it's a the secret bet. I, I, I oh, we'll know. find out probably um, after maybe, tonight, won't we? Maybe, maybe Biden's like, if we win, you open up Canada. To the Americans, you open up that damn border. Maybe, <laughs> maybe but we'll see. Screw, screw the seventy-five percent. Open up the border. Open up the border, Mr. Trudeau. Open this border. Open the gate. <laughs> okay, we, we we don't mean. Okay, we kind of do need to make fun of him, but it's all in good fun. Yeah, of course it is, uh, Mr. President, Mr. Prime Minister. If you're listening, please don't please don't hate us. <laughs> Next week on Sports to Sandy podcast, um, the gang finds out that their podcast is banned in Canada. <laughs> Stay why? tuned for we, more. Why? Because we're cheering for the Habs? Get out of no, here. No, because we're making fun of the Prime Minister. 
We're not making fun of the prime minister. I'm we want sure. The I'm sure, Mr. Win. Trudeau. I'm sure, Mr. Trudeau probably has a lovely sense of humor. I bet he does. But anyway, um, yeah. So uh, Tampa Bay could be winning another Stanley Cup. Wow, yeah, good for it, Florida sports right now. Yeah, Florida sports. Uh, Tampa Bay, to be very specific, you know, it, all around, it's uh, it's looking great, looking great. You know who's not looking great? The New York Yankees. Oh God! Oh, they uh-huh. won. Look, oh, look at the- they they had a great second game. Yes, they had a great and second I know, game. And, and I, cause I know, I know, I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to start off with the wacky losses. No, 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 no. No, no I let's was trying off, to do a good transition. Let's start right off. Here. Let's start off with the win to tell them, hey, look, they salvaged a subway series. They did. Was, they salvaged. That was it was about to be a disgrace, an absolute disgrace. So uh, before we get to the horrible loss, Nestor Cortez, thank you so much for your pitching. So the Yankees salvage. Their series Sunday night, uh, pitching very well. Uh, Nestor Cortez did very well. I think Chad Green also had a couple of good innings. Uh, obviously, Gio with that big bomb. So, Gio! Uh, so uh, that that gave us a lead for good. So good job on them. And um, hopefully this week they'll be much better. Now, Patch, you can talk about the disgrace that is Raldis Chapman. Oh. And Lucas Lecky, whatever the fuck his name is. So right, after Patch, I need, I need to say a few what's words. the old joke about Chapman about you know the neck? Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> not not pie tar anymore. It's more um. <clears throat> I'm sorry, I have something in my throat. Oh, I forgot he chokes now. I'm sorry. Yeah, agreed. What a bum right now. Agreed. Ah, <laughs> uh, nothing makes me smile than just watching not, not Yankee fans, but just watching the Yankees implode sometimes when they're trying to close out a game as of late. It's just utterly amazes me that you have a lead, you bring in Chapman, who's supposed to be one of the best closers in baseball. And then Chapman's like, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. Here's a fastball right down the middle. It's oh, not even bye. that he doesn't know what he's doing anymore. He just doesn't have the confidence. And I and you wonder if the sticky stuff gave him more confidence, whether it was throwing that slider that, oh, my God, he has a slider that can go 90-plus? Jesus. Or that ridiculous 100-plus mile-an-hour fastball. So yeah. what, whatever it is, it's up here because yeah. it's not translating on the field anymore. And – that's a shame. That is a shame because the Yankees are going to lose a lot of games like this. Oh, absolutely. And you know what the thing is? It's Chapman is blowing saves. Like, do we have to remind you of what you, fo- uh, you folks of Wednesday night? What happened Wednesday? I was on my way, my way home from camp. Oh, don't 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 act like you don't know what happened Wednesday night. Oh, God. Night. No, no, I, I swear to God. I, into I, the ninth inning. He gives I swear to God, I don't know. They would. They basically gave up seven runs. Chapman chokes. Yeah. Then you had yesterday in the first game. He chokes again and gives up. Let's see how many runs. He gave up six runs. He gave up six runs on Sunday against the Mets. He gave up and then working runs. And then Wednesday night he gave up. Was it was it seven runs something like that? He yes, did, seven runs. Seven runs I, total. I, Right, let me just double check, Reg. Okay? Including a grand slam. Slam. Yes, I remember that. That tied the game. 
tied the freaking game, and then he just blows it. He just and freaking then, blows it. And then and then there's just a photo of him just like just happy. Oh, hey, what I do wrong? There's a photo of him smiling, like, oh my god, I did it again. Chapman blowing was two he, saves. Was he, was he smiling? Uh, there, there was a photo somewhere of him smiling on the internet. Yeah, I don't know if he was smiling Unless after thinking, that. I, I, I don't I, know I, if he I, was smiling after that Angels game. He definitely wasn't. Uh, no, he no, was you best. shouldn't be smiling after the Angels game, Raldis. He wasn't. He wasn't. He was. He was definitely pissed. You know, Chapman, like, um, Ch- it, it, it could have been the photo of him that was just fought that um, MLB on Fox and Facebook posted of him smiling when he gave up the home run to Altuve couple years ago in the ALCS. See that? See that? That I remember. Yeah. That I definitely remember. And you know what's and you know what's even worse? Mr. Chapman is now an all-star. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean he had a good he had a good April and May. Like he, he also had a great had, April and May. Like touchable. <laughs> yeah. So uh but I mean during definitely the the last month and a half has not been good for him. And uh, he's been choking. Well, again, like I said, it, to me, it's not a coincidence that ever since MLB started cracking down on pitchers using the foreign substances, that he started to struggle. Him, Garrett Cole, they're all struggling. They can't, even Cole yesterday couldn't get out of the fourth inning. No, he couldn't. Which was really bad. It, it, it doesn't make you look good, it doesn't make the Yankees look any better. And, you know, it's it's a shame, dude. You know, th- this was – I mean, I wasn't necessarily excited about this weekend. I knew the Mets were probably going to kick the Yankees' asses. Yeah, I know. But, but to, to, to lose game one of that doubleheader in that fashion. For, forget, it's awful. For, forget the Forget the series. Who cares about the series? Like, I, I remember – I told you I was at that uh, grad party yesterday, and I was looking on my phone because I was watching it before I left, and then I go to the party – um, oh, no, I didn't look at my phone. I lied. Sorry. But um, I overheard my dad and a friend of ours going, they, he blew it. Chapman blew it. Everyone again. Yeah. And, and to me, it's, it's, also, it's also very depressing to watch the fact that the same two people that gave up the lead against the Angels were also into pitch. And gave up the lead against the Mets. So what does that say? So what does that say, Mr. Aaron Boone? Oh, you know, what does that say? He is that Chapman sucks and Boone has no idea what the hell he's doing. Yeah. Don't put put in Lucas. Don't put in Lucas Leckie after Chapman when he gives up the lead. Don't do that. Just don't do that. You know, I have someone I have to pick a bone with right now. Who? Mr. Steinbrenner. Steinbrenner. How Steinbrenner. Did anyone see that joke of a press conference he had the other day? You mean the oh. joke of the Yankees having a press conference? Yeah, like, no, but yeah in the game that got rained because, out, which because, I was supposed to because, go to. Because let's be honest, Bill. Yeah? They're all giving out the same message. Oh, well... We'll get there. We'll get there. We have the players that are going to uh, make a run at this. We're going to make a run at this. We're going to make the playoffs. You know what? Let me let this should be the press conference. Are you ready? Here's the press conference. 
Well, we have no idea what the hell we're doing right now. Um, That's basically what they're saying. We're, we're really pissed. Yes. Hi. I'm Bring in George Costanza. Yeah. <laughs> of course you would say that, Pat. I'm so livid. Can't you see? I'm angry. Yeah. No, to me, it, it the Yankees just don't have a clue. They don't. They don't and you know, know what? They, they, they can't believe what's happening to them. And they you know, don't what? know how to deal with it. And you know what? Steinburner, Hal Steinburner, hmm? he's going, well, for the trade deadline, I'm willing to go over the luxury tax. Oh, how great of you, Hal. How wonderful. Nobody's going to want to trade with you, sweetheart. He's, he's obsessed with the freaking luxury tax. Can we stop about the freaking luxury tax, please? I mean, that that wasn't the thing that caught my attention. What caught more of my attention was him saying that Aaron Boone is the manager, which he cannot be a manager, and everyone can see in front of him. Yeah, and he's basically telling him, yeah, he's safe right now. You dumbass. I've been saying this for weeks, and I'm sorry. I want to apologize to Danny Boy Reg and to Pat that you have to hear me say this for the 36,000th time. And to the listeners. And to the listeners, Boone needs to go. Cashman needs to go. And you know what? The trade and you know the trade deadline. What are the Yankees gonna do? <laughs> Nothing. Watch. They're saying, oh, we're gonna make these big moves at the trade deadline. And you know what's gonna happen? Nothing. Yeah, well, well, the, well. There's also um, off, you know, the front office and managerials. You also had um, Aaron Judge called a players only meeting. Oh, I heard about this, and he gave an emotional speech. Yeah, you know, you, you can tell. I think the players are starting to get frustrated too on what's going on here. Oh, they should. But, but... I want to say to the players, this should light fire under your ass right now. But why wait until after exactly why wait until game what 81 82 to start having this where you could have where you could have done this all throughout June you had plenty of chances any sign of trouble this is where you have to be leader players only meetings starting like over halfway season when that's done that sucks, dude. You can't. This cannot happen. That like you have to address things earlier because now this thing should have been July, addressed like late May, early June. Now it's July. Half the season's done, and your chances of making the playoffs if are grim. Any, are grim. It's slim. There's nothing. And you know what? You know what's going to happen? Yankees aren't going to make the playoffs. And you know what's going to happen? Steinbrenner's going to be out there again. Well, I have total faith and confidence in Aaron Boone. I have total faith and confidence in Brian Cashman. No, it's time to ship them off the island. They've been voted off the island. This is, we're doing some more of the fly shit here. He, they're off the island. Good off. Reference right. Oh, good reference right there. Thank you. Off. Gone. Off, but anyway, anyway, it's just, and and you know what, 
the luxury tax. Let's talk about that for a second. You guys can't. And you know what? I told the story a bunch of times when my dad met Roy White. George Steinbrenner. Any players who wanted more money, no questions asked. Here you go. But you know what? How? You're not your dad. And he shows that he's not his dad. And the thing is, you if you want to build championship teams, you got to spend money. You can't go to the bargain bin like you go like looking for Christmas decorations that in January to, to get a deal. It's two completely different eras we're in. Because yes, many years ago, you want the sex amount of money, here, here's your money. Nowadays, I'm like, yeah, you know what? No, I think you're worth this. We're, we're, we're trying to save the money, per se. It's different. You're talking about two completely different owners slash eras of baseball with the New York Yankees. Back then, back then, the Yankees were like, yeah, you're gonna if you want seven million if you want seven years thir- uh eighty nine million dollars yeah get here you go today it's now it's like okay their biggest acqu- acquisition as of late was Garrett Cole and they gave them X amount of money in years. That's the problem here, folks. That's the fucking problem. But think any moves could be made at the trade line. Trade deadline, Reg. Honestly, if there's going to be any trades, it's people being shipped out because the Yankees, let's be honest, they're not making the playoffs. The Yankees are not a playoff team. That's what it is. It's over. If you're going to make moves, ship out so that we could retool. Either retool or rebuild. I don't care. Something that gets the team prepared for like the next year or two. Because this, whatever this crap that they're throwing out every day, is over. It's over. Do you think game, it's? Do you think it's over. time to to boot out Boone? It's been time. I've been saying it since 2018. It's been time. It's time. And also, I'm sick and tired of the people on Twitter with the the, the 200 win seasons. Shut up. Who cares? First of all. A lot of it carried over from the Girardi years, so I don't want to hear anymore. Okay? Boone, time and time again, has shown that he doesn't have leadership. He can't manage. He only relies on the numbers. Oh, and when the numbers don't work, he doesn't make changes based on his gut. No, no, no. He just punts on games. And he's he's too busy listening to the nerds in the front office. Uh, I don't want to hear anymore. I don't want to hear it. He's not a good manager. And Bill needs to stop saying that he's a good manager. Because stop defending Boone. And I'm so stop glad. Stop defending Cashman. I'm so glad that, Yank, that a lot of the big name Yankee fans that are all over social media are finally re- realizing what I've been seeing for the past four seasons with this guy. Four seasons. Gotta go. Boone has gotta go. And the sad thing is, when we talk about that players-only meeting, it looks like they're the only ones that are giving a crap. Are they, though? They wait till July. Now they're starting to give a crap. But, and that sends a mixed do they give a Do they care? Do they care in June? Do they care in May? 
That's waiting to put out the waiting to put out your house where your they, house is already burnt down. They care. They don't care. Come That's on. like it's like what Winston Churchill said during when when the Nazis were invading Europe. Just, totally different situation. I understand, but I think this is the kind of the same thing. You can't negotiate with a tiger when your head is already in its mouth. And that's what I'm trying to say is the Yankees cannot salvage their season. Their head's in the tie. Their head is in the tiger's mouth right now. And there's a glimmer of hope. Whether they'll get out of the tiger's mouth. It's a small spark of pixie dust. But regardless, I have a better chance of going on a date with Margot Robbie next weekend than the Yankees making the playoffs. You know, you also has a bear. By the way, Margot, either. Hey, Margot Robbie, call me. <laughs> Go she, on. I'm sorry. Mar- Margot Robbie's not going to call you. I know. That was the joke. <laughs> don't even dream it. So the, why bring it up? Don't, really, don't even dream that it. Was, that was supposed to. Mm, okay. This is this joke is not going as well as I thought it would go. No, no, no not even close. But that's no, no, no. probably more likely than the Yankees making the playoffs. No, you got a better chance of the Yankees making the playoffs than that happening. Okay. You know what? Maybe that's true. Okay, this uh, joke is dead. Uh, I am sorry, and um, I will be starting my apology tour tomorrow. Um, uh, it's okay, but you know what else? You know, it, I, don't, I don't even know what to say anymore. Honestly, the Knicks have a better chance to win a fucking championship than the Yankees do. The Jets got a better chance. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's like, or at least to have a successful season. Like, based on expectation. Based on expectations. Yeah, keep that in mind, too. You're listening to the Sports Insanity Podcast on the Sports Insanity Network. Make sure to like us on Facebook by searching SIN Sports Insanity Podcast. And also follow us on Twitter by searching at SIN Sports Insanity. And now back to the bottom half of the inning on the Sports Insanity Podcast. We don't talk much tennis around here, but when news is prevalent in the tennis world, we have to talk about it because Serena Williams was in the midst of her quest of her eighth Wimbledon title and overall slam number 24. But all that came to a screeching halt when she was forced to retire from her match because of a slip that happened on the center court at Wimbledon. Yeah, but by the way, uh, she wasn't the only one that was slipping on those courts. Uh, pretty much a lot of athletes were also slipping and getting hurt. Uh, I think there were like, was it like rainy conditions or something like that? I mean, it was a very, very fluky and very, very unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. Um, obviously, you know, Serena doesn't have to prove anything. So I'm not like too upset. That this is happening. Obviously, you don't want to see one of the 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 greatest women tennis player of all time getting hurt. Um, in probably arguably the biggest tournament uh, in that in, in tennis. So it's uh, so it it is tough to watch. But you know, I'm not like going nuts because I know Serena is the greatest woman tennis player ever. Oh, she is. Absolutely. I don't have to watch her win another uh grand slam if she wants to win another grand slam and she does it that that only we beefs up her resume and all that stuff but 
she doesn't have anything to prove. So uh, just get ready for next year. And for those of the people that are saying that she may have played her last match, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> you think Serena is just going to walk away like that because of an ankle injury? She is not. No way. No way. It's not going to happen. She'll play again. We don't know when she's going to play again, but she'll play again. She's not. And then I'll, I'll just a quick note. Uh, Wilmington is still going on. They're in the quarterfinals right now. And just a couple names out there for the men. We got Novak Djokovic uh, going up against uh, Martin Faskovic in the semifinals. So, you know, Novak, one of the best men's uh, men's tennis players out there seeking another Wimbledon title. And I would, then, go ahead. I would love to see Novak Djokovic right, another Wimbledon. I he he, it would be great to watch. That. I mean, he, he was certainly, especially when I was following more back in high school, he was one of my favorite players to watch. And nothing against Roger Federer, who is the goat. Um, you know. It's uh, it to me like he's one of my favorites, so uh, I would love for him to win another one. We wish Djokovic the best. Yes, and also on the women's side, we have an unseated, um, no, un- unra- we have two unranked players still mm-hmm. left in the um, women's singles. Um, That's right. Yeah, Vic, um, Viktorovich, uh, Gubik, and Elijah Tomljanovic. My apologies to mispronouncing tennis names out there. I do better in hockey names. It's not just all it's it's DCC radio all over again with the those, hockey those names. Those things are hard. Those things are hard, dude. Some some hot, some names are hard, but yes, there's two unseated women left in Wimbledon trying to say, hey, if you go unranked and you make it to the quarterfinals, you're doing some you're playing some damn good tennis out there. Oh, totally. So shout out to both of them. Hopefully they can make the semifinals. Oops. Hope so. Hope so. I'm sorry I'm not contributing much. I don't really watch tennis, so. And then on the men's side, you got unranked Martin Vaskovic, who's going against Novak in the semifinal. He's unranked, too. So, hey, good good for the unranked people. Good for the unranked. See, unranked doesn't mean you're bad. You no, just got to work at it. Yes. All right. But as Wimbledon's going on, we have uh, another event. Yes, after a year postponement due to the COVID-19 pandemic, the Tokyo Games will be kicking off in just July 23rd. And I just want to say I'm excited that the Olympics are back. Oh, I am too. My girl Simone Biles is back on the gymnastics team, so I'm like really, really stoked to watch that. That that, that women's team is stacked. Oh, they are. And hey, we got um even the men's baseball team and men's basketball team is looking good. Yeah, how about men's baseball? Shout out to Todd Frazier, old friend. Uh, he's gonna go out there. He's gonna be one of those leaders. So congrats to him and congrats, congrats to all the players that we haven't heard in a long time on that baseball team. Yeah, Shane Baez. Yeah, Shane Baez, Brandon Dickerson from the Cardinals, Anthony Goose from Cleveland, Edwin Jackson, Scott Casimir. Yeah, Scott Casimir. Name I have not heard in such a long time. I know. All the Alvarez, Tyler Austin. Uh, Best name I found on the men's team, Bubba Starlin from the Royals. 
<laughs> so the men's team is looking good for baseball. And then for basketball, as always, the men's basketball team looks good. Yep, they, yeah, they're they, going to take it. They'll, they'll win. They'll, they'll win. take it. I'm calling led it by, now. Led by Kevin Durant, you uh-huh. got Damian Willard, Devin Booker, Jason Tatum, Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, Zach Levine, Bam Abadio, Draymond Green, Jeremy Grant, Bradley Beal, and Kevin Love. Just give us the gold medal now. Uh, you don't never know, my friend. Billy, I've watched the Olympics. And look, these European players can fucking play. So oh, can, they can. So can these people from the from South America and the Caribbean. Look, there's some good basketball players, and a lot of them are in the NBA. So we'll give them that. But hey, but, but America always kicks their ass. Always, always. But, but hey, how about shout out to Luka Don Luka Doncic and his and his home team or his home yeah. country? They for for them making the Olympic games for the first time. Is he from Slo- again? Slovenia, Slovenia, Slovenia. Thank you, thank you. See, this is why we're a team here. See, we all help each other. Yeah. You know, whilst we're on the um top the um topic of um the Olympics, I want to ask you guys something. Um. Shakari Richardson from who's a sprinter was suspended for one month after testing positive for marijuana. What do you guys think of that? You know what? You know, the policies, I'm just saying this, you know, the policies and doping and all this, you, you hypothetically, if you smoke weed, you smoke weed. You look, look at Michael Phelps. He got after, after the Beijing games, he got posted a photo of him smoking a bong, but you knew that he was not smoking weed during the Olympics or before the Olympics. You should know better if you're going to represent the country. It's if you smoke weed, you smoke weed, no big deal. But you're going to represent the country. Just don't do it in the time frame between before the Olympics, during the Olympics, and slightly after the Olympics, because then it raises questions, in my opinion. Yeah, Veg, I'll go last. I mean, I, I'm the same way. Look, personally, how do I feel about it? I think it's stupid. I, Me too. I, I feel it's stupid too. Yeah, but they, I, I, when, when, when are we going to stop alienating people because they smoke weed? We alienate people for smoking cigarettes, right? But right. at the end of the day, it's their choice, right? So mm-hmm. they want to do it. They'll do it. And no one cares. Yeah. We also alienate people for smoking weed, but we give more craps about it than that but then other other types of smoking it's ridiculous it is ridiculous however there's a policy for the olympics and the policy is there it's it's been known for a, a long time now so when you take those drugs and you get caught that's a bad reflection on you and not only are you letting yourself down, you're letting the team down that could probably use you if you want to win medals. So while I think, Bill, I'll get to you in a second. While I personally think it's the dumbest thing ever and policies need to be adjusted uh, because it's about that time where it doesn't need to be adjusted, we have to understand that these policies exist and you have to follow the rules if you want to compete. I'm sorry. You have to follow if you want to compete. Here's my take. 
I think this whole thing's ridiculous. I think, listen, I'm kind of half with you guys, and I'm kind of half not with you guys. I think the policy needs to change. What? The, the thing is... Marijuana not, is not a not performance gonna, enhancing drug. But it's they're not, not going like to change it. They're it's not, not going like to change dope. it. The I IOC agree with you. needs to change it. I agree with you. But... I, I, agree, I agree with you 100, 100%, but you, you're telling me you can't stop smoking weed for a month and a half to two months where you know you're going to be tested every day before going to the Olympics. And then during the Olympics, you're telling me you can't lay off a joint for two and a half months, if not wherever, wherever the the X, the beginning point and ending point is for Olympics and all that. You tell me you just can't give it up for a couple months. Come on. Well, no, that make what you said makes sense, but again, not performance enhancing. It's the reality of the situation, Bill. The reality of the situation is these are the rules and you have to follow rules to the T. You know, the Olympics are going to come down hard for you. The Olympics came down hard before uh, Michael Phelps, Phelps, the, the whole Russian team, the whole Russian team didn't compete as a freaking country. They had to compete as an Olympic athlete because of their scandals, their past scandals. They care about this stuff. They're going to come down hard on you for this. This is nothing new from the Olympics. So if you know that, look, obviously, if you want to lead the change to have the policies and all that all taken away and that stuff, if you want to lead that, fine. Lead the charge so that you can ch help change the policies for all athletes. But in the present time, these are the rules. And there's nothing anyone could do about it now. So... You have to follow the rules if you want to compete. As terrible as that sounds, that's what it is. There's nothing much you can do about it. And she got caught, unfortunately, and it's very unfortunate. And now she let herself down, and she let the country down. Okay, let the country down. I think that's a little bit of a stretch, but I see what you're getting. She did. You're going to represent the United States of America in the Olympics. That would be like LeBron James getting caught for smoking weed too. He let everyone down because he should know better. You know the policies. And am I the only one who's not like 100% bothered by this or am I, I just totally I'm, crazy? I'm a little I'm a little bothered by it that yes, you know, the stance on pot should be changed a little bit. Legalize it everywhere, tax the shit out of it. Everyone's going to make money everywhere. But yeah. still, there there are policies enforced. It's just like in the NBA, the MLB, NHL, NBA. There are rules that you need to obey by. And when you don't obey by them, you get suspended or you get thrown out. It's simple. Once again, you're telling me you can't lay off the weed for just a few months. After it's done and everything goes back to normal, you're done being tested and all this bullarchy. Go back to smoking weed because what happens? You're not doing the Olympics again for another four years unless you're going to more competition. But once again, you know the policies. Obey by them. And if you get caught, you get caught. It's on you. And you should and know it. She should feel bad. She should kind of feel bad for herself. But then she has nothing again but to blame herself. Because once again, she knows the policies. Okay, yes. With policies in place, yes. She has to follow them. 
But I'm saying eventually these policies have to change. And we are never I agree with you. They're going to change someday. Yeah. Yes, they're going to change. But for now, they're the policies. That's it. I'm done. And like I said, if she wants to lead that that whole movement to change those policies, to talk to the IOC, to talk to the USOC, talk to everyone associated with the Olympics about making those changes to those policies that – Quite honestly, they leave everyone, you know, out in its place. Fine. Want to leave that charge? Totally understand that. And I'm going to be behind it 100%. But right now, everyone knows Everyone knows the drug policy. Don't act like they didn't know. You got caught. And when you get caught, you suffer the consequences. You shouldn't run up to it. Okay, Hi. so that became our take on. I think it's time we move on to a lighter subject right now, isn't it? Like, you know, someone shoving hot dogs in their face. Shout out to Joey Chestnut. New Major League Eating record of 76 hot dogs and buns, along with his 14th mustard title. Oh, God. I, I didn't see it yesterday, but do you? I'll be honest. I think that's kind of gross. How do you it, eat? 76 hot dogs. Who does by the way, the, by the way, the next closest person to Chestnut was Jeffrey Esper, and he ate 50 hot dogs and buns. And then Nick um, Wary ate 44 hot dogs and buns. What what the hell? What does this guy do to well, get 76? I'm sure these guys hot probably dog. like does he even like does he even enjoy the hot dogs? Does he enjoy the hot dogs when he's stuffing it down his throat? I don't, I don't know, but for like major league eating, if you haven't watched it, go watch the thirty for thirty of the good, the bad, and the hungry with Chestnut and Kobayashi. You learn a little bit on how like their eating process goes to get ready for competitions. Because I heard somewhere I watched this like many years ago on like Food Network. I want to say it was Kobayashi or was somebody else, but. Mm-hmm. How they train when they go for a restaurant, or they eat like dessert first because it helps with like the blood sugar or something like that. I don't remember exactly, guys, so I'm sorry. Right. Um, because like this was a long time ago that I watched that. Um, but yeah, I how do you think these guys really train? There's just a lot of science behind it because Joey's nickname is um Jaws. And it has to do with his jaw muscles. Like he has like a special ball that he puts in his mouth and he's like working his jaw muscles to help ease the food down his throat. But also real quick, just on the women's side for, cause Hey, the women do a hot dog eating contest too. Yeah, Michelle, let's go. Yep. A 30 and three fourths hot uh, dogs and buns. Sarah Rodriguez, a 24 hot dogs and buns for second. And then Laurel Marie Malay, a 18 and three fourths hot dogs and buns uh, I, I can't even eat four hot dogs in 10 minutes you're lucky you get two out of me on a good day <laughs> i can't dude god and, and i'm a fat ass <laughs> this is, this i'm guy, sorry this guy's not, not necessarily a toothpick but you know, he's a pudgy dude you know he, I, he look better than i do like so he stuffed 76 in 10 minutes i can't you you can't think it takes the joy out of eating it's like i want whoa 
I want a hundred hot dogs eaten. Oh, I want to see that. Whoa. I want you give me a hundred hot dogs and chestnuts going to do it. Or, it's either that or Matt Stoney's going to do it. <laughs> hey, but, uh, would, any done... of, would either of you guys participate in the um, Nathan oh, hot dog? Oh, no, no, no. no, I get, I'll get screamed. Can I give me a French writing contest? I got you there. Because yeah. I'll be honest, I can't watch it because I get grossed out. Oh, it's, I love watching it. Because why, why do they dip the buns in the water again just to help it go down? So something See, like that. It's uh, it's just to help um, break up the bun, make it go down quicker. But some people don't even use water. Some people use Gatorade. Some use soda. It's really interesting to watch the hot dog eating contest. And also, Nathan started another new a, a new contest this year with a gallon of lemonade challenge. Oh, I could probably do that. And shout out to Eric Badhands Booker. He is your inaugural um contest winner of a of chugging a gallon of lemonade oh god man i bet the release later was pretty good all the all that sugar man jeez oh god i'm getting diabetes just thinking about it exactly my point that's exactly what i was thinking i'm i I, i'm like gaining 10 pounds just thinking about it oh the the sweet pea that's gonna come out of you after like i love lemonade i love a good lemonade but that's what i was saying the the sweet release afterwards was probably pretty good oh that smell man (laughs) do you you think there's like a thing saying okay you can't go to the bathroom for 20 minutes after you drink it i mean with the hot dog eating contest i think you have to wait like 15 minutes after like you're done, like yes, you win it initially, but if I think if you throw up afterwards in like a 10, 15 minute period, I think you get DQ'd. Because you because you can't throw up during the contest. Because if you do, you're disqualified. Because some places that have chicken wing contests, like if you have to eat these hottest wings, you have to wait like a certain amount of time before you can have yep. anything to drink. Yeah, I, um it was on Man versus Food the one time. Yeah, that's what I'm referencing. You you had to wait five minutes. No couldn't get up, couldn't wipe your face, couldn't lick your fingers, couldn't even drink a glass of milk. You had to sit there and endure the pain. And after that, the pain is even worse coming out the end. <sighs> yeah, but, so but nothing speaks America on 4th of July than people shoving buns and wieners in their mouth and drinking lemonade or beer. America. America, gotta love it. Yeah, and listen, I hate to end this on a somewhat somber note, but in addition to being 4th of July yesterday, 82 years ago, I think you guys know where I'm going, Henry Louis Gehrig stood in front of Yankee Stadium and said he was the luckiest man on the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. What was this today or yesterday? Yesterday, July 4th, 1939. Just, I'm sorry to bring that up, but that is something that I, to this day, baffles me. Did you know that whole speech was actually improvised? Mm-hmm. I mean, I had an idea. <laughs> I mean, I, I, he didn't have anything. I mean, he really couldn't pick anything up. You know, he was losing his strength literally like, for weeks. He didn't even he didn't even plan on speaking. Yeah. Like I me, mean, how could you? You're yeah. losing your ability to talk. You're losing your ability to do pretty much anything. Well, because here's what happened, though. Like, you know, other people gave speeches and, and he had no plans on speaking. 
And then the technicians came to take the microphones down. And then Joe McCarthy, who was the um, manager of the Yankees when Garrick was playing, put his, put, the, put his hand up to the technician saying, don't take it down just yet. And then he whispers something in Garrick's ear. What he whispered, we'll never know. And he pushed Garrick to the microphone. And that's, and that is, and then he gave the, what they call the Gettysburg Address of Baseball. And the thing that makes me choke up to this day is when he said, today, I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. Like, this is a man who knew he was going to die. But he was so thankful and so grateful for everything. Well, yeah, I mean, he had, he lived a, when he was alive. He lived a great life. He had a great baseball career. He lived a great life. And, you know, that's a lot of things, that, especially throughout this whole pandemic, that's a lot of things that people take for granted is just living. You know? Absolutely. Like if we if we had a trillion Lou Gehrig's, like no one no people would understand and take care of themselves better, and learn to just live in the moment and not have to worry about the small things like your job or you know stuff, or you know just the things that just keep you moving, living paycheck to paycheck, all that stuff, or you know worrying about being in a toxic relationship, you know just understand that a lot of it's not going to matter when you're dead so just live what you can and make an impact for what for today and yeah and pat you have anything to say on this sir in you know from a person that has had his own health issues for a person you know from my standpoint that's almost that almost died at the age of 14 it attests a lot because I can relate to what he, what Lou Gehrig said all those years ago. And I usually go by a quote from a, a song from Nickelback from today's your last day. And um, the line goes, my best friend gave me the best advice. It's each day is a gift and not a given right. I go by that motto. Each day is a gift and not a given right. Absolutely. And, um, I just want to say, like, I just really just Lou Gehrig, one of my all-time favorite Yankees, even though I wasn't around to see him play. I actually have a Lou Gehrig jersey. You guys seen it. Like, every time I go to the to a game, I wear it. Every yeah. freaking time I wear it. It's true. He, Reg can testify to that, can't it's you? It's true. Yeah. He, he inspiration to a lot of people. And to this day, uh, ALS is there's still no cure, which is not even some sort of treatment to slow the, the the symptoms, which to me is the most ridiculous thing ever with modern technology and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, we, we, we have to keep fighting to make sure that this horrible disease doesn't get to anybody. And like I said, live life to the fullest, you know, unfortunately before, and Hey, hey keep keep having to bring up these uh, somber things to end the show, but the Blue Jackets goalie, young goalie, died over 4th of July weekend. Uh, 24. Okay. They're an accident 
Yeah, and an apparent fireworks, fireworks accident. Fireworks accident. He got hit in the chest with the firework, and he suffered a lot of trauma because of it. So that that ultimately killed him. And that's just a that's just a sad thing. So please, folks, well, folks, please enjoy when you're breathing because once it's over, it's over, man. Yeah. So yeah, sorry we had to end on such a downer, but you know, paying tribute to the great Lou Gehrig, mm-hmm. I think it's appropriate. Um, so that is our show for today, folks. Um, yeah, we. <laughs> We didn't know if we were going to do a show today because, you know, it was still technically a holiday, but we're like... It is uh, not a holiday. The holiday was not yesterday. A, well, you know yeah. what I meant. You know what the I meant. Bank, the about bank it. and the post office celebrate the holiday. <laughs> but, yeah. we, but you know what? We did it for you coming out of our 4th of July hangovers. <laughs> no, 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 I was actually fine today. I was fine today. So <laughs> I was uh, fine. Hey, uh, hey, we, hey, we had to do a show. We had to do a show. We, we did it for you folks because we love you guys. <laughs> Hey, I got time and a half today at work. I was happy. Patchy's happy. Oh, you got time and a half. You got time got, and a half. I got time, time and a half paid today at work. At the I got time. Store. I got time. Time soon and a half today. So it's hey, like, making that money. <laughs> so that is our show for today. Um, check us out on all platforms. Listen to us wherever you get your podcast. And if you want more information, go where, buddy. Oh well, go to the website www sportsandstandingnetwork.com and also just a little quick little fun fact for you guys today today was the in 1991 today was the approval of the Rockies and Florida Marlins expansion team I found that out today nice fantastic happy expansion day all those years ago happy expansion day yeah 30 years ago baseball will never be the same applaud Um, somehow the Marlins are still around what was that supposed to mean just a little jab at the Marlins from their recent rose. Uh, Regardless, I am Lawrence Patch Ben Lang. I'm Bill Murphy. Danny Boy Reginald. See you folks soon. This has been the fourth inning of the fourth game of the Sports Insanity podcast. We will see you next week, folks. Stay safe and take care.